Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, Jim Irsay is at it again. We've talked a couple times this morning about the Shane Steichen introductory press conference yesterday in Indianapolis. We'll hear from Steichen in just a little bit, but the big story coming out of that yesterday was Irsay's multiple references to young quarterbacks for the Indianapolis Colts, a team that has hitched its wagon to multiple veteran, older quarterbacks the last handful of seasons. Um, it bottomed out this year with Matt Ryan. They're picking fourth in the draft. So they're in the market for one of the young quarterbacks in this draft. And Jim Irsay mentioned the big reason why they chose Shane Steichen was uh, the de- the fact that they're going to be developing a young quarterback this season. What we learned um, in the end was that we just felt that, that Shane um, had – a lot of that offensive magic, which is hard to find in this league. It's offense, in my mind, can be a little more complex and takes a longer time to develop. Uh, knowing that we're going to have to find a young quarterback to develop, um, that's a key factor. But he had to show okay, so the leadership. So that's good, ben. We just needed had- that. Knowing that, they, knowing that they're going to have to find a young quarterback, that's number one. Hmm. He, here was... Here was number two from yesterday. Jim Irsay actually saying, not by name, but by school the quarterback went to, the quarterback that he seems to really like right now. We're not hiding. You know, no one can shy away from the fact what quarterback means in this league and how we have to look going forward where, where Shane and Chris really, you know, dig into this draft and really see where you're at. Do you stay put? Do you trade up? You know, there, there's many things you can do. Uh, they took Jalen in the second round. So, trade um, back. yeah, a trade back. So, um, he likes that'll picks. Be a, that'll be a Twitter freaking quote. <laughs> he, he likes picks. Uh, 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 although the Alabama guy doesn't look bad, I tell you. Um, but uh, uh, it'll, be, it'll be exciting, and I think that shows um, that we have talent here, those games. So, we're looking forward um, to Shane really coming in utilizing that talent okay it was what's funny about that is the sequence this just dawned on me is that when ballard was the one back chris ballard the gm was the one who said or trade back and then he said that's going to be a freaking twitter quote it was almost as if ursay heard him say that trading back was going to be the twitter quote and because the very next quote from ursay was I really like the guy from Alabama. Like, that was the one that got steam on. Oh, yeah, you think your quote's going to be on Twitter? Watch this. I like the guy. the Alabama guy doesn't yeah. look bad. That's I what was you. on Twitter right there. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I guess I I really feel here that people are just underestimating Jim Mersey's ability to act like a normal human being. Like, if any other GM, if any other owner does that, well, let's say, let's say, 75% of the owners, if, if one of them does that, it's an obvious joke. Like, it's like kind of making a joke about the situation. Sure. It? Yeah, people would love to know whether we want to trade up for Bryce Young or not. But because of Ursa and whatever preconceptions you have of him or whatever his arrest record is from the past, you feel like, oh, he's uh, clearly addled and doesn't have a clue what, uh, doesn't even realize what he's doing here. Okay, so you're taking up for Ursa a little bit here. Kind of. A little I just, bit. I feel like he, he's, he's not a moron he's just no i don't think he's a moron he realizes that this is smoke season and that your people he's just throwing stuff out there because that's what you do um okay so there is a third bit of content that is now out there that relates to jim ursay it is on his twitter feed he just tweeted this moments ago tweeted this seth now wait before i read this tweet we all know who has the number one pick in the draft right right 
Yeah, and we didn't really explain probably well enough for anybody that hasn't been paying attention. That basically, the if, if they were going to trade up for Bryce Young, they'd be moving up from number four to number one, right? Uh, and leapfrogging the te- leapfrogging the Texans in case the the Texans want Bryce. Yeah, Young. yeah, that's why this is so important to us here in Houston. Is I think that's a big fear for a lot of Texan fans. Is that not only are they going to get leapfrogged for Bryce Young, they're going to get leapfrogged by a team that's going to force you to see Bryce Young twice yeah. every season. Um, from now until the end of Bryce Young's career. Moments ago, Jim Irsay tweeted this, and we mentioned Chicago Bears have the number one overall pick right now. He tweeted, my relationship with the Chicago Bears goes back more than 60 years, and he has a picture of what I'm guessing is a young Jim Irsay on the back of a bear, like riding it horseback style, an actual bear at the Lincoln Park Zoo back in the... 60s, I guess. Okay, I'm glad they said that that was a zoo there. I just thought he had, like, a, a lot of pubic hair for a young man, but that's a bear underneath him. Um, <laughs> it's an okay. actual being. He was a, yeah, that's, boy, that would be a lot of pubic <laughs> hair. <laughs> Enough to elevate him off the ground by three feet. <laughs> Sitting on top of a shrub. For their poor grooming habits. <laughs> and uh, at this so, age. <laughs> so he's riding a bear, which apparently was something you could do if your daddy was a... <laughs> If your daddy was rich enough back then. Forget about wealth. Or, or if your daddy actually was hoping the bear would eat you. Yes. <laughs> There's no way in hell. Just because I know Jim Ursay's dad. This isn't a slight at Jim himself. Yeah. I know Ursay's dad was just a, a terror. Like, just like a real son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, I could imagine that that, like, uh, that, was Jim Ursay's dad actually there uh, to take the picture? Or yeah. was he even aware of it? Probably not. The picture's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, you know, like all, all those cliched things that we used to be allowed to do back in the day. We used to ride without seatbelts on. We'd ride bikes without helmets. Our parents would let us hop on horseback style on bears at the zoo. <laughs> on grizzly bears, <laughs> yeah. adolescent grizzly bears. All those things that our back parents used to let soft. us. Right, right, right. <laughs> Bunch of snowflakes now. <laughs> Won't let us ride bears at the zoo. Um, so this, obviously, Jim Irsay's point with this tweet is that he's got a very good relationship with the team. Well, that's that a, yeah. Has the number yeah. one pick in the draft. And not, you know, I mean, Matty Eberflus, the coach, came from Indianapolis. That's true, too. I hadn't thought yeah. about that. Yeah. There's a, there's a bit of a pipeline there. Yeah. So, not that I don't like to make too much of those relationships. People act like you got to have, you know, taken a blood oath with somebody to make a trade in the NFL. Yeah. If, uh, if you got currency, we're going to listen, is the general rule of the day. I still think, Seth, that we're at the stage here, and I know, especially since. Ursay said what he said at the press conference yesterday. I'm kind of with you on the fact that I, we probably shouldn't be t- putting a ton of stock into it, and yet it's Ursay, so I, it does make me pause more than any other owner. I think I think people are going to lean into that when they're doing their mock drafts. I'm already seeing some of the mock drafts that have the Colts trading up to one. It's a fun thing in these 24 to 48 hours since he said that to lean into and get some clicks and whatnot. I'm still at a point with the trade-up scenario, with the Colts or any other team, when it comes to the Bears and the number one pick, a lot of people are like, well, what's the package going to be? I'm more like, are they going to do it or not still? I- yeah. I'm not at the stage where I'm like, well, they're definitely doing it. They're going to be able to do it. It's just a question of what the package is. I still think there's a lot of variables that factor in here as to whether or not the Bears, A, the Bears are willing to move out of one. If they fall in love with Jalen Carter or Will Anderson, they're not going to want to risk losing either of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe these quarterbacks don't impress the way the people – 
think they were the way they have on film in college as they go through the draft process. I think this is the part where, you know, GMs are always kind of checking themselves to be sure they're acting and analyzing things rationally. So Jim Ursay says that. And if you're if you're Nick Casario, you gotta ask yourself a few questions. Like, all right, do I really want to try to psychoanalyze Jim Ursay and figure out yes. exactly what he means yes. there? You know? I do. Um, there's a very good chance that He's just trying to rattle us into feeling like we have to trade up to number one overall, thereby weakening, potentially weakening an, op- weakening an opponent because he has to give up draft capital um, when he could have gotten Bryce Young anyway. I think, though, with Nick Casario, he has to think about it, and, and I would imagine he would. It's not just the Colts who might try to trade up into number one overall. So it really comes down to, like, I don't care if Jim Irsay personally or himself wants to trade up to number one overall. There might be somebody else out there that's very good at keeping their lips shut that nobody knows, you know, because these secrets are kept well enough. You know, remember when Blake Bortles was drafted, nobody expected that. Um, so I, you just have to ask yourself, all right, how much do we really want Bryce Young yeah. or C.J. Stroud or Will Levis? And is it, do we want him so much that we really don't want to risk somebody else taking him? Versus, all right, I, you know what? These guys are all pretty much equal, and yep. it's a crapshoot. And we're going to take the guy that's available at number two, whoever we think the best is. So just go for it. Go ahead and go ahead and leapfrog us. We think it's all a crapshoot. Yeah, I, I know there's a, there's still a lot of people that are that are angry at the Texans for winning that last game of the year against the Colts because they would have clinched the number one overall pick. We're, we're here now. There's no reason to go back and dissect that whole thing again. They have the number two pick. I think the thing that. Now, in the situation they're in, they're not picking first, they're picking second. The good thing about that is, one, they are going to get one of the top two. That's mathematically, uh, you know, that is that is defined. Mathematically, they're going to get one of the top two. And they not only have the shortest distance to move to get to number one, they've got the most ammunition to do it if they really, really want to do it badly enough. If they want to do it badly enough, the Texans have the 12th pick in the draft. They've got an extra first next year. They've got extra third-round picks in this year's draft and next year's draft. They've got 12 picks overall in this draft. So if it sucks that they would have to do that. They would have to give up draft capital because a, a, a Colts defensive back couldn't intercept a ball. Um, yeah. But but that's, you know, that, that's, that's where we are. So th- that's the silver lining, I guess, in the whole thing. As far as... Uh, Shane Steichen goes. Then let's just skip to two and three here on Steichen. Um, what is Shane Steichen? Our level of concern that they could be in the market for Bryce Young. What is Shane Steichen? What does he look for in quarterbacks? I think accuracy, uh, decision-making, and the ability to create are the three things that uh, I look at in a quarterback. Um, I think those all three things are very important, but obviously above the neck, I think the, you know, the players that I've been around, Jalen Hurts and Justin Herbert and Phillip Rivers, uh, they all have one thing in common. They're obsessed with their craft. Uh, and if you can find that uh, in a quarterback, you're probably going to have some success. Okay. Does not list height or weight in his criteria. <laughs> and those are all things that Bryce Young, the things he listed are all things that Bryce Young has in droves. It's really, uh, yeah, I mean, for the most part, it, it seems to be, if not unanimous, it's consensus. Most people feel like Bryce Young is just a, a tick or a half tick above C.J. Stroud in just about every category except for the size thing. Yeah. Um, you know, they both, you have the same issue with both guys where, look, I know Alabama isn't as good as they have been in the past they're still pretty good, you know. It's not. It's not like Bryce Young was out there scrapping together competitive efforts with Vanderbilt. So 
there is a little bit of uncertainty as to just how well it's going to translate to the NFL um, with both of those guys. But I do think because it because it wasn't a classically stacked Alabama team, Bryce Young had more opportunities to showcase his improvisational ability than perhaps C.J. Stroud did. And um, I think on all the football side of things, Scouts just feel like they've seen more of what they want from Bryce Young, except for the size thing. Yep, yep, yeah. If he were three inches taller, four inches taller, and you know, twenty pounds heavier, I, he. I he, don't even think the size. Yeah, the height. I don't think the height is that much of a detriment. Well, I was gonna say he'd be a like a Trevor Lawrence anymore. or an Andrew Luck, where it's yeah. like you get mad about losing that last game. You know, like, yeah, yeah, or winning yeah. that last so, game. I really think I keep trying to look at Jalen Hurts next to Bryce Young and think, okay. Can Bryce Young put on as much muscle as Jalen Hurts? I just don't I don't think Jalen Hurts he doesn't have the frame of a big guy either. He's smaller. I mean he's shorter and he's he's bulky because he's a competitive weightlifter going yeah. back to his high school days. He's strong as hell. Yeah. Um but I don't think like his actual bone structure is necessarily that much thicker than Bryce Young's. He's just he's worked his ass off in the weight room. Yep. Um, it's not it's not like all of a sudden Bryce Young's going to turn into Hans and Franz or anything. But <laughs> right. I, he he might be a guy that just really just never thought it was that big a deal for a quarterback. We'll see. I mean, we're, we'll find yeah. out. You know, he's gonna you know he'll be shirtless or in a t-shirt at the combine or whatever. You know, we'll see what, what if happens. he does come in. What if he comes in un, uncomfortably muscular? I don't like need him Like, you look him at him, failing. you're like, oh, my God, this guy, like, yeah. he looks cheesy now. Yeah. He looks a little cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> Airbrushed abs and everything. Yeah. I don't need to be seeing Bryce Young shirtless at the club all the time, you know? <laughs> no. No. Um, <laughs> Instagramming speak- everywhere he goes. Right, right. Uh, sp- speaking of Jalen Hurts, I think there's a maybe a misconception, or I think there's people out there that think, hey, Steichen – he choreographed this offense with Jalen Hurts, so that's what he's looking for in a quarterback. He's looking for someone who can be the central piece of a run-first offense and maybe you know throwing is sort of a, the, the secondary trait needed in this thing. So maybe Will Levis is that guy. Maybe Anthony Richardson is that guy. Steichen made it pretty clear he's – He's open to building the offense around whatever the skill set is of whoever they have. Having Justin uh, as a rookie, really, you know, these guys coming to college, it's like, hey, what are they doing well at college? You know, and how can we adapt that to our game offensively uh, and build around his strengths? And then same thing with Jalen over the past two years, uh, building that thing with him. Uh, what are his strengths? What does he do well? Uh, and he does a lot well. Um, he's a hell of a football player, and I was very, very fortunate to be around him the last two years. All right, so Justin is Justin Hurt. Herbert, for those wondering at the beginning of that stuff. So Steichen, I think, made a good point. You know, he hey, he was the offensive coordinator, play caller for Justin Herbert his rookie year, really developed him, um, who's a different type of quarterback than Jalen Hurts, and Bryce Young is different than both of those guys. So he's, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't look at stylistically what his quarterbacks have been at those previous two stops and say, well, Steichen's got to have X, Y, Z. They're going to draft yeah. the quarterback they think yeah. is best. Yeah. Yeah, I think he, he um, that is what is appealing to him as a candidate, as an offensive guy, is the adaptability. Yeah. I think that some guys, like, like I think with Bill O'Brien, he was wanted a certain type of guy when he first got here. And mostly it looked like it was just anybody that had ever sniffed Tom Brady's jock. Right. Because they brought in Brian Hoyer and Brian Mallett and anybody else. Um, I, I think Steichen is a little bit more malleable. In terms of, and, and maybe that's a, a kind of cocksure in a good way where he's like, yeah, I'll figure out the best scheme for this guy, whoever we have. Give me the best overall quarterback, the guy with the most juice, and, and we'll mold the scheme around him. 
He's the second best hire, in my opinion, behind D'Amico this cycle. Steichen. I think Steichen, yeah. I agree with what Ballard said at the press conference. Like, he, he, I think for what Indianapolis needs and for what I think they're going to do in the draft, he's the one of the candidates, of the ones who got hired, he's the one that checks the most boxes. McLean thinks Peyton's the best one because he's won a Super Bowl before. You and I are both of the opinion that Peyton was the worst hire this time around. I know, I know. I love that opinion. <laughs> and it's I'm irrational. not moving off of it. It's more, I, you know, part of it is, honestly, some of this is less about the X's and O's because he's still a very... He's a brilliant coach, yeah. Brilliant offensive mind. Yeah. I don't know, he's never... He's, Rarely had good defenses. They figured that out finally. Really an offensive mind, yes. It only yeah. takes 15 years to get a good defense <laughs> yeah. where you're not paying people to injure the opponent. Um, but, uh, oh, by the way, one of the texters brought up a really good point that we had missed about the, the pitch clock and the enforcement of the Bach rules and all these other things. One thing, we were worried about the pitch clock and how El Tuve takes a lot of time. You know, um, Tucker. Uh, Kyle Tucker takes Jazz. a lot of time. Yeah. But he, he brought up a really good point. Framber does a lot of those breathing exercises and little routines to calm himself down when things aren't going well. Yeah. Yeah. So that part of it, that part of it's intriguing. He'll have to do I, it in between batters is what he'll have to do. You know? Yeah. His breathing yeah. exercises. Okay. Right. All right. Well, that doesn't help. That doesn't help when the count is 0-3. Oh, oh um, yeah, yeah. Or 3-0. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, he, won't, he just won't be able to do it in the middle. Right. He'll just, yeah. he'll have to gut it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, Payne and Pendergast with never, you. It certainly doesn't help when the count is 0-3. Oh, no, that no. Never, that, we want uh, that. It's not going to do anything for him no, at we don't all want him breathing exercise. Yeah. We want him crotch chopping at the opposing hitter. He gets him 0-3. Oh, all right, um, text message, trailer wheel and frame, text page. 0949. Y'all's big announcement at 945 has me concerned. I'd be listening anyways, but not sure I'm looking forward to whatever is being announced. I'm going to let you guys internalize it however you want to. We got a big announcement coming up at 945 that has Sean's to do with. Sean's got chlamydia. With pain and Pentecost. There it is. There it is. No more announcement. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Seth. <laughs> really looking forward to unveiling that to everyone. <laughs> I gotta go talk to Parker now. <laughs> About your chlamydia? Yes. <laughs> He's our boss. He deserves to know. We we have that uh we have the telemed now on our health plan, so you don't have to go to okay. you just have to just have to wave Not your wand I think in he front has of it a, too. a webcam. Because, yeah. Because <laughs> 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 oh, he's our boss, and he was planning for a big unveiling at nine. Oh, that's been oh, spoiled. I yeah, a, I thought you needed the telemed portal. No, Nobody claims no. is the telemed portal. No, no, no. Yeah, no. just go ahead and show it in front of that camera over there. Uh, over another text message having nothing to do with what we're talking about now says that Lovey Smith was trending on Twitter yesterday. The reason he was trending on Twitter is both ironic and a little bit funny. We will get to that. We'll tell you what it was next. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast with you. We had a text message to the trailer wheel and frame text page. Yeah, uh, the text message is from uh, 7067. Did y'all see Lovey Smith trending on Twitter yesterday? The he reason was? why, yeah, Lovey was trending on Twitter yesterday. Was he doing the gritty? He was not that I know of. Okay. Um, he was trending because Philly fans, get ready, Seth. Philly fans want Lovey Smith to be their defensive coordinator. Reaction. Ah. 
Which <laughs> Philly fans are these? This is, boy, this is a Philly, uh, they cannot be trusted. I don't know if that's a majority of Philly fans or what have you, but it seems like the biggest complaint with uh, Jonathan Gannon was that his offense was a little too much bend but don't break. And the thing was, his offense usually bent but did not break. So what they want is a guy whose most recent defense is uh, bend, bend, break. Uh, to replace the guy that had a bend but don't break defense. Did I say offense? I meant defense, obviously. Yeah. No, I um, I would love to know the rationale behind that. You know, like what's – even from like 30,000 feet, what's the rationale? You know what I mean? Like it's not like it's not like Lovey Smith uses similar tactics or philosophy as Jonathan Gannon, but you don't watch the Texans, so you don't really know. But statistically, boy, the Texans were trash offensively, but they were amazing defensively. And boy, when Lovey was in Tampa – Boy, those teams, right. you know, like it's it's not like it's not like he's been the steward of a great defense any time recently. In his last three coaching stays, he hasn't had good defenses. Right. And the the knock on him is largely that his defensive philosophy is antiquated. I personally I think that's not fair. I think he has updated his defense. It's just that they I mean, it hasn't resulted in good defenses. There's other things you can blame there, but I yeah, I would um I, that's that's surprising to me. I wonder if that came from like one or two big talking heads or uh, talk show hosts or something that that got things rolling on that. I, I would say something too about Lovey that I don't think I would have said a year ago about him. Um, yeah. I I think I I don't think Lovey would I don't think Lovey would handle Philly well. You know, like my perception of Lovey, my perception of Lovey before he became the head coach here was. Hey, he's just a very stoic, soft-spoken, friendly Southern gentleman who kind of goes with the flow, and he realizes that criticism is sort of part of the deal, but he stays very even keel. I think some of those things are true. I do think he stays very even keel, but Lovey has thin skin, man. Lovey has thin skin, and he hears things that are said, and it turns into kind of a, a condescending Lovey. You know what I mean? Like, he's where he does the thing where he, he, he does the rhetorical question asking, and he he does the thing where he, you know, he gets he gets testy with reporters. He gets chi- he gets chippy, but like like yeah. like stoically chippy with reporters. I guess um, I guess the if I were to make an argument for him, though, obviously he didn't have the kind of talent in Philadelphia that he has here, uh, or he doesn't he doesn't have the kind of talent here. He didn't have it here that he would have in Philadelphia. Yeah. That pass rush specifically was was hell on wheels right up until the final game of the season when it mattered most which honestly I went back and watched this Sean the I like I people hate to make excuses the Eagles aren't going to make this excuse for themselves I will say when the field conditions are as bad as they were in the Super Bowl that tends to hurt the team with the best pass rush the most. You saw it in the Bills game when they lost to the Bengals on that really slippery field. The Bills have a better pass rush, and, and the, but their guys couldn't get going on that turf. And likewise, I think in that Super Bowl, one of the reasons the Chiefs were able to limit Pat Mahomes' uh, sacks and pressures was that the, the the Eagles guys just couldn't get their footing. Yeah. Um, which is like, there's a lot of stuff that goes into a game. It's not the sole reason the Eagles lost. But I, I think that if I were in Philly and I wanted to make a case for Lovey, I would just flat out say, all right, well, like let's look at his personnel in Houston. Come on. Let's, uh, versus 
look at what we have here in Philadelphia, and this guy's this guy's the best steward for it right now. Yeah, I um, I Philly's got some work to do in this off season as well. Fletcher Cox is a free agent. Javon Hargrave is a free agent. Ooh, uh, ooh, Javon Hargrave's a free agent. Javon Har- Bradbury. I forgot about that. Bradbury. Bring him on free- in. Yeah. Bring him home. Is he from here? I Bring him know. home. He needs to be here. He's. You and I will talk about free agency. I'm sure a bunch of times between now and then. He's at the top of my list. If they're gonna, if, if there's a splurge. If, if Nick Casario looks and says, we're going to splurge at one or two positions, I feel yeah. like interior of the offensive and defensive lines are the two that I would splurge on because I feel like there's a predictability to those, particularly on the offensive line. I think if you find a center that has played in this scheme, I know the McGovern, uh, Connor McGovern from the Jets is a guy who's played in this scheme who's a free agent center. I, we're, we're going a little down a rabbit hole now, but I, I, I that's where I would want Nick to spend money is the you interiors. Know what though, Sean? Yeah. Um, Javon Hargrave, he's he's from North Carolina, so okay. he doesn't meet. He's not coming home. But as we established in the 6 a.m. hour, so for anybody who listens to all four hours of the show will Thank know, yep. we have a newfound affinity for anybody who goes to one of the lesser state schools but that still has the name. So like Oregon, Oregon State, you know, as opposed to Oregon. Yep. Colorado State was a big thing yeah. back in the day with the Texans. Clint. Clint Kubiak went to Colorado State. Did he ever? Supposed running backs coach for the Texans yeah. or run game coordinator. Yeah. Who knows? Um, so, uh, so Javon Hargrave, he went to South Carolina State. State. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Not the Cox. South Carolina State. No, 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 State. not the Cox. Yeah. We don't know what they are. Uh, okay. With it, then he checks that box for us that you go to whatever the state you played in. State University, yes. Yeah, yeah, the lesser of the state, yeah, the yeah. named state schools. Yeah. To yeah. be clear, I would hope that we're taking a lot of guys, you know, from Ohio that have that characteristic or Pennsylvania that have that characteristic, even North uh, Carolina. South Carolina State is the Bulldogs. Okay, okay. Well, that's a pretty and, fierce uh, animal. Okay. And they do this. Can we stop doing this, schools, mm. the Lady Bulldogs? Like, they're the Bulldogs, okay? That's not even a, that's not even, I'm not even trying to, like, do this for any politically correct purpose. I hate that when it comes to a women's sports teams. Like, the lady, whatever. Do you really want your, like, your women's basketball team to be a bunch of pristine ladies out there? My God, no. No. You know what? I'm scrapping it up. You want a lady. You want lady Bulldogs. This, lady that. Bulldogs, yeah. yeah. Bulldogs. Yes. The lady Bulldogs. That sounds awful. Did you see the Valentine? That's all right. I don't watch Javon Hargrave anymore. You know, because the Lady Bulldogs. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, Did you see the Valentine that Juju Smith-Schuster sent to everybody yesterday on Twitter? Yeah, Yeah. I did see that. Yeah, uh, frankly, I I feel like he should be canceled for this. He uh, he has a picture of James Bradbury who held him, who held Smith-Schuster on that critical play late in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and the Valentine says, "I'll hold you when it matters most," and it's a picture of Bradbury and Juju Smith-Schuster tweeted it out. Happy Valentine's, everybody! And AJ Brown, Bradbury's teammate, had big problems with this. Yeah, big problems. AJ Brown retweets it with this comment: First off, congratulations, y'all deserve it. This is lame. You was on your way out of the league. Before Mahomes resurrected your career on your one-year deal, TikTok boy. He admitted that he grabbed you, but don't act like you're like that or ever was. But congratulations again. (laughs) Don't act like you're like that. Yeah, like you're worth having to grab, I would assume, right? Yeah, yeah. TikTok boy. Was was Juju Smith-Schuster one of the guys that was, was he doing stuff from the locker room? 
I thought that was Antonio Brown, but then I think it was Ju- was it Juju Smith. No, it was Antonio Brown who was doing stuff against league oh, rules in the locker Juju room. Juju Smith Schuster was just doing a lot of stuff on TikTok. He's got a big uh, following, like I think, before and after games and yeah. everything. And Steelers fans were getting kind of sick of it. Oh, yeah. were they? Okay, yeah. Because even after losses, and yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're supposed to be angry after losses, not posting on social media. He's got a big following on TikTok. I All I did. get are cat videos these days. Okay. Well, the algorithm is the reading algorithm some things changed. on you. No, I've. Got, I get lots of funny animal videos in general. That's uh, I, I pretty much I've trained the algorithm to give me nothing but funny animal videos, and it's uh, that's my stress relief. Okay. I watch some funny animal videos. You know what I get a lot of now? The opposite but, of that. I get a lot of safari videos where animals are mauling other oh, animals. Yeah, no, you got to watch Mr. Kidders the cat. No, uh, that's uh, no. Mr. Kidders isn't. Every now and then he gets in a playful tussle with one of his buddies. I like watching lions maul antelopes. <laughs> That's my cup of tea. Do you really? Is that your TikTok I algorithm? I kind of like it? it. Yeah, no. Really? They, they, it wound up on there randomly one day, and I said, you know what? This this is <laughs> this is like nothing I follow on Instagram. I'm going to give this a follow. And now, <laughs> along with many other things, I get safari videos now. I used to get a lot of fight videos, but I had to detrain myself because Brandy does not like the fight videos at all. Like fights out um, in public? Public, you mean? You like, know, like schoolyard fights yeah. and everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't like them either. I don't like the bullying. I like the ones where the bully oh, no, ends up punching somebody in the mouth. Right, yeah. I like the ones where I like the ones where it's the guy that doesn't want to fight at all. And he's like, listen, bro, no, no, no. Like, uh, no, man, really, I don't want. And the guy just, the guy that's antagonizing keep talks more and more and more. And then it Boom. takes like, the best is when it's somebody that's really trained, like can either box or martial arts or whatever, and just yeah, tap tap, yep, and it's out, and then they, and then looks like genuinely upset about it, like ah, why'd you make me do that? Yep. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um. You know, I love those. I love I, when the when the bully gets his comeuppance. Those are great videos for me. I cry because the bully gets his comeuppance. I do. I do. Those <laughs> troops coming home to see their kids at elementary school, walk-ons oh, getting scholarships, and bullies getting their comeuppance. It draws tears to my eyes. I go elsewhere for that stuff. TikTok's all about funny animals for yeah, me. Yeah, that's fine. It's each their own. Squirrels um, coming on strong lately. <laughs> I can see that. Uh, big announcement. We got a big announcement, big show announcement that we've got coming up in about uh, seven and a half minutes here. We'll talk to the guys on In The Loop as well, find out what they've got going on on their show today. Um, stay there. You're listening to Payne and Pendergast. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Right, big announcement coming up in a couple of minutes. A lot of people guessing what it is on the uh, trailer wheel and frame text page. Uh, we had somebody guess, this is big news 7799, that you're having Cataldi on. That's not the big news, but I, once he's retired at the end of this week, I do want to have Angelo Cataldi on. I'm kind of bummed out that we stumbled into Cataldi as late in his career as we did. I knew of him, but yeah. I didn't know how usable his audio was. I'm big things. You can't do it every day, but I'm big things. You know what I mean? I kind of, um, I you know, there's a lot of Northeastern radio, like, quote-unquote legends that I'm kind of sour on because when I listen to them, they just sound like guys with thick accents, just saying kind of moronic, old-school stuff. And uh, it, it it annoys me. So when I found Cataldi, I thought at first that that's what he was. But you listen to him, you're like, oh, no, he's much more than that. He's a guy with a really thick northeastern accent who, yeah, is saying a lot of moronic uh, caveman sports take stuff, but is doing it with better intonation than those other ones. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it, it, I, I can't stop listening to him. It's like a poet. 
Sometimes you can listen to po- you can listen to a great poet speak, and you don't even have to understand what they're saying. It's just the rhythm and the cadence sure. of what they're saying. Shakespeare, and that's what Angelo Cataldi is. Shakespeare, yes. Longfellow, Cataldi, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> right. He's the Allen Ginsberg of sports radio. Yeah, what he is. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so a lot of people guessing. We're gonna do our big reveal here in uh, in a, in about a minute or so. And we'll talk to the guys on in the loop. Find out what they got going on 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 their show today. I'm sure it'll be. Uh, chock full of uh, chock full of react to the coaching cycle now being uh, closed out. We've still got a bunch of angles we can get to um, with that tomorrow as well. Texter to the trailer wheel and frame text page. Uh, Luis Garcia can no longer do his rock the baby pitch under the new Bach rules. First of all, they're not new Bach rules. They're going to be kind of newly reinforced rules that already exist. Yeah, it's kind of like when they decide to start enforcing defensive illegal contact in the NFL. They're just saying, okay, this is what the rule is. we got to get back to what the rules are. Point of emphasis. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So he'll. But I, I think that it's going to be – I've been watching Luis Garcia's um, motion this morning, and I think there's times where he doesn't take two full steps. They're, they're not allowing him to take more than two steps. Sometimes he – he does like a little bit of a heel lift and then two steps. I think he's going to be okay. Yeah, I think he is too. If yeah. any team can help adapt to it, it is the Houston Astros, who are wizards when it comes to making their pitches, uh, their pitchers wizards. All right, let's do this. It's nine forty-five here. Let's uh, drum roll, please, uh, Ben. The big announcement: Payne and Pendergast is Payne and Pendergast is going to spring training, baby. We're going to Astros spring training, Seth. We're going to be up all in West Palm Beach. Pack up. Pack up the van. We're going to. We're driving to West Palm Beach, baby. We're going to be there for home games. We're going to be in the same place for away games. <laughs> we're gonna, when they play the we're Nationals, gonna be, yes. We're going we're gonna to be all up in your shuffleboard court. That's right. This is, uh, they're gonna, you're not going to be able to get rid of us. This is, uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. We are going to be at Astro Spring Training. Seth and I will be broadcasting from West Palm Beach the the week of February 27th through March 3rd. We'll be there all week. Adam Spillane is going with us, so we will have boots on the ground at the morning workouts when they do a lot of media stuff. Spillane will be there. He'll check back in with us. We're planning on going to all the games while we're there. They've got uh, they got a bunch of games, both home games, and they do, they do have some where we actually need to get on the road and drive to Venice and drive to Venice, Ooh. Florida. Yeah, yeah, we get to drive to... Uh, we, we get to drive to Port St. Lucie to go see a yeah. Mets-Astros game. So we're going to go into all the games. I don't remember the last time the station, Sports Radio sick never since I've been here, have they been in attendance at Astros Spring Training. It's happening this year, Seth, in just a, just a couple of weeks. I cannot wait. It's going to be we'll fun. We'll be there to monitor just what Luis Garcia's yes. delivery looks like. We'll, yes. uh, we'll have all of this, yeah. I'm well, really excited about this. This will be my... Um, uh, it's been a long time since I've gone to a spring training game in general, but then, yeah, to be here for, for that entire first week is going to be really cool. I haven't been since I was a kid to spring training. Yeah. You know, I, my, you know, we go down to Florida as a family sometimes and go to a couple Red Sox games uh, at spring training. Um, we're going to be talking to the players when it's open clubhouse. We're going to you know, get those interviews in those, uh, in those scrums there. We're going to be jumping on the other shows during the day, including In the Loop. John Lopez, get ready. Get ready for me oh, and I'm Seth ready. invading your show with baseball. I am absolutely it's gonna be ready. It's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of content on social media we're going to be putting up. Um, we're covering the World Series champs, man. These are, our, these are World Series champions, so we are making sure that people have the best coverage of it when spring training games get underway in a couple of weeks. I can't believe you've never covered 
Never uh, covered a spring training. No. Blast. Uh-uh. Yeah, I can't wait. It's an absolute blast. The the access you get is unparalleled. And I used it, to go into the clubhouse and I just <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was the old. Some was, people have different that was, definitions yeah. of access. <laughs> it's good, man. I'm yeah. excited for you guys. Thank I'm you. excited for us as a station. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be. It's going to be great. It's. It's going to be. Are we, are we getting there on Saturday or Sunday? Sunday. Oh, okay. Yep, Sunday. So we, we're not. Are we, we're not going to. We're not going to be able to make the away game that they're having. It's in. Uh, it's in West Palm Beach because they play West the Natties. Palm. Yeah. No, we're seeing a, a Miami game. A Mets game, a Cardinals game, and a Red yeah, Sox game. Red Sox. Yep, yep, yep. Those are so we'll be at, we'll be at those. But I'm gonna, gonna have be- all my cheaters. I'm gonna for the Cardinals game. I'm gonna have all my cheater. Let, let's do that. Let's go viral for like basically accusing the Cardinals of uh, of all their cheating from back in the day. I like They're, it. Yeah, I like it yep. a lot. Yeah, Cardinal and the Red Sox the next computer hacking nerds. The, Red, yeah. the, the last two opponents they play while we're there are both teams that have been accused of various forms of cheating. Some even punished Red Sox, and well, the Cardinals were punished. <laughs> Their guy who did it had to go to prison for it. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> he, he got I punished. Think, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna chant jailbirds, so jailbirds, <laughs> jailbirds. <laughs> be with a sack of soap right this moment <laughs> because he logged in <laughs> to look at some draft prospect profile because Luno was sloppy with his password <laughs> he practically entrapped the poor guy <laughs> I'm just gonna leave my password is 6969 he knows that's what it is hey everybody I'm out of here but uh you know probably won't have time to change my passcode wink wink <laughs> <laughs> calls up mm. the feds yeah um so it is gonna be an immersive experience it won't just be the four hours we're on the air. We're going to be keeping you guys plugged in with everything going on down there uh, the entire time we're there. Should be fun. John McClain will be there. John, McC- well, not while we're there. We don't yeah. cross oh, over no with overlap? John. Okay. No, no okay. overlap. I know he's going this week. Yeah, he's going for the next couple weeks. He he leaves like two days before we get there. I so. gotcha, gotcha. But that'll be good because John. I mean, John's going the next couple weeks. He's going to be checking in. I know from there yeah. with the station as well. So we've we've as a station we've got you covered. The week that we're going to be there, I can't wait. Like personally, I can't wait, but it is going to be a really good radio week for us as well. And it's kind of in a period, sort of a kind of a like a bit of a lull. You mm-hmm. know, it's it, we're we're done with the coaching search. Yep. Um. You know, we're on to free agency a couple weeks after that, and your son's wedding as well. Yes. Up in New York, that's coming up. Um. But so it'll be. Uh, and that's hitting me hard. It'll be it'll be a lot of fun, <laughs> probably in a number the of wedding? ways. I would imagine. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Financially it, or emotionally? Yes. So yeah, this is a, so. You, how many spring trainings have you covered, John? Ooh, I did the late '80s in San Antonio, '90s here, just about every year. So probably sixteen. Okay. Seventeen. Got any tips for a newbie? Like, uh, go to the backfields. Okay. Go to the backfields. Uh, like, like a lot of times, the, the the guys we all know yeah. are going to be on the main field. Yeah. The backfields are where you see not just prospects. You're not. You don't want to be that guy. You know. Right. But but like a lot of times, you know, uh, Bagwell's back there, and you can you can cut like it up with him. Instructing guys. Instructing guys, okay. or, or or former pitchers yeah. and all that, and uh, it's just so relaxed, not as crowded. You can just talk for like 20, 30 minutes with people. Our like, our Airbnb has a pool. That's Swimming. even better. It's a really nice Airbnb. That's even better. My boss showed it to me yesterday. I'm like, holy smokes. And like, West Palm. See, I used to go to Kissimmee. We're a mile from the beach. Yeah, West Palm yeah. is much better. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kissimmee can kiss on my ass. <laughs> this is uh, West Palm Beach is where it's uh, Kissimmee's it's like swampland, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. can, can you say redneck? You uh, just did. <laughs> you just did, my friend. It, it, it's, it's, it is. It's not yeah. what you think it is. No, West Palm Beach is nice. Yeah. I, I can't wait. Yeah, we've got... Uh, 
A nice four-bedroom Airbnb. So we Man. all got our own room. It's a house. It's a mile from the beach. It has a swimming pool. So uh, you'll you'll get plenty of uh, footage on social media oh, of I all bet. of us out at the pool, which I'll that's bet. what the people really want. Oh, of course. All of us shirtless out at the pool. They want you guys shirtless. That's right. So it'll be yeah. me, Seth, um, Adam Spillane is going, and then our boss, Parker, is going to chaperone. Of he's, course. He's our shit, the youngest out of all of us is the chaperone, <laughs> which I think is appropriate. I'm going to get... Well, he's probably the most mature. Yeah. No, I'm no, going to no. give him an incident to handle. I feel like it's uh, my yeah. responsibility. He hasn't really been tested as a manager oh, yet. Oh, God. You're going to haze him. Oh, I can't gonna, wait. Gonna, no, no, I'm not going to haze him. No. I'm going to give him an incident to handle. Yeah. Seth's going to get busted for shoplifting from a surf shop or yeah. something this like is, that. Yeah. West Palm Beach has some Malibu elements to it. I'm thinking like maybe like a big Lebowski at the Malibu police station there type of thing. Yeah. Or get like a little microphone. Uh, like a shirt microphone like they use on the news channels. Yeah. Like, I found this in one of the players' lockers. What should I do with it? <laughs> be good. <laughs> What's going on on the show today, Mike? Uh, well, a visit to Indianapolis. A lot happening up there. Uh, we'll, we'll, be, uh, we'll be hearing from them. Uh, the NFL.com has the Texans trading up. Yeah. yeah. Up. We did that mock draft a little earlier. That's good. Wow. Can't wait to see you... Uh, See what you uh, guys and, have to say about that. Uh, I think that. they were talking to Landry Locker on that. Uh, staff uh, comparisons with uh, the, what people are saying is the best staff in the NFL being put together of the new jobs, the okay. Panthers. Okay. We will compare and contrast. Okay, good stuff. Yeah. All right. Uh, John Lopez, Landry Locker, Figgy Figgy. Again, the big announcement, Payne and Pendergast going to spring training in two weeks. We'll be there the week of February 27th, keeping you keeping you tuned in all week long on your world champion Houston Astros. Cannot wait for that. Seth, antibodies to you, my friend. Antibodies and bon voyage to you. Thank you. I'm, I'm going this weekend. Okay. We'll see you. All right. I'll be, I'll be patching in electronically. Safe travels. Seth's going to go do some recon. So he's going to yeah. go do uh, go, go do the, uh, the, the look ahead for us down in West Palm Beach. Um, until tomorrow at 6 a.m. You got In the Loop and then The Drive of this afternoon. We'll see you tomorrow at 6. Have a great day, everybody. Buckle up. For safety, buckle up. Hey, all you running backs, buckle up for safety, buckle up. Antibodies to you.